are recording. Welcome to episode 10 of Faint Praise. I'm Tony. I'm Eric. And in this podcast, we take a couple movies of questionable quality that have a similar theme, and we rate them in a few different categories to try to figure out which one is better. Uh, so this week, our theme is it's kind of a kind of a cumbersome, uh, a mouthful of a theme. It's like movies based on old Western shows that flopped. I guess <laughs> the movies the, flopped. The yeah. old Western shows actually did yeah, well. Yeah, the, the, the shows I think are still somewhat beloved, but revered, if you will. Right, but the movies are notoriously bad. Now, did Wild Wild West flop? It did. You indeed. looked it up. Okay. Yes, I. I, I knew it, it hadn't done really well, but I thought for some reason that it had done okay it's due to like of, a strong opening weekend. Yeah, it's one of those that internationally it covered its official budget, but when they factor in. Uh, when they factor marketing, in like marketing costs, yeah. it did not. Interesting. And I, I think I don't even know that Lone Ranger. Lone Ranger, I think the same thing was a internationally. Though, I think. Yeah. Well, domestically, it was a complete disaster. I think right. it did make a little bit internationally. Uh, when we get into the actual movies, I'll look up the right. the actual box office. But so we've already said the name of both movies. We did night. Uh, oh, well, some people know it coming in because of the title. Well, you know, maybe, who knows, maybe they're in the car with someone who downloaded this. They don't know what the hell they're listening to. Well, now you know. Yeah, yeah. So we did The Lone Ranger from 2013 versus Wild Wild West from 1999. Uh, Normally, we review the one with the lower Rotten Tomato score first. This time, we actually watched The Lone Ranger first. Which, do you want to take a guess at the Rotten Tomatoes score? Oh, yeah. Score? I, don't, I, don't, I don't want to look at the scores. I'm going to guess the Lone Ranger score was sub-20. Okay. And what do you think Wild Wild West was? I don't know. 27. Okay. Lone Ranger, 31%. What? Yes. Yes. This is a. This had to have been Disney. Rigged. Some, yeah. <laughs> Rigged. Disney bought off some uh, some damn uh, critics on They're that like, one. They're like, a rip-roaring experience from start <laughs> to finish. A few technical difficulties in production, but, <laughs> right. you know, uh, not, not neutered, neutered by, by reshoots. reshoots at all. <laughs> yeah. Reshoots. I said reboots. Yeah. yeah. Uh, not neutered by reshoots. No, so 31%, which is way too high. 31%. Then, that means 31% of the reviewers fell asleep and then woke up and I'm like, oh shit, I didn't watch this. That was this. a relaxing better, experience. Yeah, I and I highly okay. recommend you try to watch this movie. It right. will solve all of your sleep problems. Wild Wild West, 17%. And that's not that surprising. So that's a little bit more what I was expecting. But I was just expecting kind of the same thing where it was a time when this was the first inkling that Will Smith could be in a shitty movie, I think. Yes. Like at the time, it was like, do no wrong. He's coming off of like Men in Black and Bad Independence Boys, Day and yeah. stuff. Well, this was after Independence Day, wasn't it? Almost it was certainly. after Independence yeah. Day, yes. Yeah, and uh, so yeah, he'd done a string of like huge big movies, and mm-hmm. everyone was like, "Will Smith can put him in anything." This was before the Legend of Bagger Vance. It was. <laughs> it was before. Obviously, nothing before, was before the yeah. Legend of Bagger Vance. <laughs> we exist in a world that has only two timelines: before Bagger right. Vance and after Bagger yeah. Vance. No, so this was this was the first thing BBV that, and ABV. Yeah. <laughs> this was the first time people went. You know, I I don't know that Will Smith is infallible completely now the lone ranger on the other hand you've got johnny depp who has been in a few stinkers himself but he was already in some stinkers before this one so i don't right. think this one necessarily opened anyone's eyes but they were thinking that the gore verbinski and johnny depp duo was probably oh, gonna be they were like oh man we're still riding high on this pirates of the Caribbean and i'm pretty sure thing, they even got the same kind of even high. got the same music guy too they did i i confirmed it because yeah, you recognized it, it very similar yeah while you were watching it you're like i think this is yeah it sounds the same 
same. I don't pay that much attention to music typically. So it they got the to... same parts of the Caribbean crew. Probably, so I didn't check writers, but I wouldn't be surprised if there was a lot of the writer team was the same too. I don't know. I feel like something like Lone Ranger probably had. Well, I'm guessing, and I have no idea. Either. That's what I was gonna say. I have no idea because I'm not behind the scenes. But I would, I would surmise that a movie like that. Like these Disney movies have like three or four credited writers and then like 30 or 40, a team of all these writers fleshing the shit out, going over everything, writing individual dialogue. I would guess that too. And Lone Ranger felt like that too. It felt like a lot of people were coming in with, I want this to happen. How about we try to incorporate this? And it was just total committee think and uh, it didn't go go in their favor. So (laughs) let's start talking about how it didn't go in their favor. Okay, you uh, we'll want to start... summarize the, the plots first? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll, I'll summarize the okay. plot. I'll do my, do my usual. Do so it. the Lone Ranger, quick summary of Lone Ranger is uh, the framing of this story is as told by old man Tonto, who is on display at a circus or a fair or something. Like a world fair of some kind. Right. So Johnny Depp also plays old man Tonto, which as soon as I saw him prompted <laughs> me to exclaim... Is he actually in red face and old face? (laughs) (laughs) Not only both, but simultaneously. Right. Old red face. Yeah. So this was, this did not, this did not garner any goodwill with me when that was the first thing that happened in the movie was me going, are you fucking serious with this? So anyway, that's the framing of the story. Old man Johnny Depp in old red face is telling the story <laughs> old of, red body yeah, they even had yeah. red body oh yeah they went all out with this old with this uh with this body and face makeup with johnny right. depp in this which you know if you've seen the uh, seen the previews but he's telling the story of meeting the lone ranger to a little twerp that's like this little brat kid that's dressed up like the lone ranger so this is already kind of a confusing way of telling it because it's, it's just like, no reason yeah and it did confuse me at first because right. he starts talking to the kid and he does this quick like flashback of them him and the lone ranger robbing a bank so i kind of was like we also the very opening is at like a world's fair in like the 1890 or whenever it was it's actually and supposed we to be were... 1930s i looked it up no and i went way. i don't yeah because the, the the movie proper takes place 1869 in... i think yes. is what they say so this is supposed so to... 60 years later so he's supposed to be in his 90s i right, guess all right, right i guess that's possible but we're confusing because we're like this movie did not take place this late Right, it did not look like the '30s. The only thing right. that made it that made you feel like it was any later at all was the fact that Johnny Depp But we definitely thought it was later, and we were just—I mean, just by seeing it, I we're thought like, it was really? maybe 1890s. Yeah, or something, because we it looked like, like a world fair type of thing. thing took place. Anyway, I mean, thankfully they don't spend a lot of time in the in the 1930s timeline. But every time they come back to it, it's super. Yeah, jarring. they're doing this weird Princess Bride thing. Yeah. It, it, it doesn't work. But the actual story he's telling of him and the Lone Ranger is the origin story of how they met. They, they apparently met when the Lone Ranger, whose name is John Reed, played by Army Hammer, repeat offender uh, Army yeah, Hammer. Yeah, right. On, he's been on here on before. He's not the only one, but he's, he might be the first one that shows up in a main role. More than once. Besides Paul Bettany, who was, of course, the whole right, reason we for did too. Yeah, episode one. So, yeah, poor, poor Army Hammer embarrassing himself in another role as John Reed slash Lone Ranger. I think some of these guys just don't have good agents. I don't know. Or they're not good at choosing roles. Yeah. I mean, I think I would assume some of this is up to luck because we were just talking about this with someone like Taylor Kish and things like that. Like when you see a a team like that, like Disney Mm -hmm. and all... you gotta go with it. I mean, like, who's not Are gonna star in this? Are you seriously gonna turn yeah, who's not down. gonna star in this movie? Right. You'd be like, I don't. This script really needs to be tightened up. Same things you that know. people think about 
when they hear the idea of like a Lone Ranger movie by Disney, people had those thoughts when they heard of Pirates of the Caribbean. They're like, they're going to make a movie about Pirates of the Caribbean. Oh, I'm sure that sounded atrocious. It sounds just like nothing. And then all of a sudden it's this massive franchise. So, you know, you had to go for it. Yes. So it starts with John Reed uh, just coming back from the big city, finishing law school, coming back to his hometown. He happens to be on the same train as a cannibal who has been imprisoned and is getting transported back to his hometown for hanging. The person who imprisoned this cannibal is John Reed's brother, Dan Reed. The cannibal is named Cavendish, and he is our main villain in the movie. Uh, Cavendish is imprisoned next to Tonto. So we get our three main characters on the same train traveling back. Uh, Cavendish, of course, escapes. When John Reed gets back to his hometown, his brother immediately deputizes him and says, all right, we all have to go find this cannibal. They're making a posse. We're going to go find this. Yeah, yeah. They're getting all the the rangers together, and they're going to go find this guy. Over the course of this, uh, turns out one of the rangers is a is a mole. They he gets them into an ambush Traitorism. with yeah he gets them into an ambush with Cavendish's group. Uh, Dan John's brother dies. Dan gets shot. All of the all of the remaining rangers get shot, and Cavendish gets away and eats his brother's heart. <laughs> yes, yes. Since a la we, last movie, we have to yes we have to see that he is a cannibal. Uh, in this children's movie. I was going to say, I thought that was surprisingly <laughs> dark. And they yeah. have other references to the guy having eaten somebody's body parts throughout the movie, too. And I was yes. like, this is kind of strange. Yeah, it's a little bizarre. And uh, it's also the cannibal element is like has like nothing to do with anything it has else. no bearing it was just their way of like inserting an element to make him seem extra creepy and bad right we couldn't take their word for it that he was bad just because it was shooting funny everybody is, just even thinking about this now other than that the bat guy doesn't do very many com- terribly heinous things he kills a bunch I mean, of he's people gene- during for, his escape right he's a generic bad guy so shooting he's, a pe- well, he's like shooting he's people a, yeah. like a any western bad guy but mm-hmm. he doesn't do he's not particularly sadistic or anything other than those mm-hmm. elements of cannibalism that they stick in which there. is i guess why they felt like they had to keep it because right. it was the only thing he did uh so Tonto, who I guess also escaped at the same time as Cavendish, and he's tracking Cavendish. So he comes across this group of uh, the rangers' bodies. He digs graves for all of them. And uh, this, and then this horse comes by and brings John back to life. And so... Well, there's this weird moment where you don't know for sure if he's even dead. Yeah, I'm going to talk yeah, about we'll that. We'll talk about that I'm later. I'm going to talk about that a little bit more. But this horse, this this... Snow White horse shows spirit up. Spirit horse. Uh, yeah, spirit horse. They even called a spirit horse so in case you didn't know that his name was supposed to be Spirit. His name's not Silver. Oh, you're right. Silver yeah, you're away. right. Why do I think of Spirit? What's the horse? Where is the horse's name? Spirit. I think there's a movie called Spirit. Yeah, you're right. Spirit yeah. the Stallion. Yeah. Yeah, because the Lone Ranger's horse is Silver. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yes. So Silver shows up. But he's like John, supernatural. Or yeah, something. yeah. Brings John back to life. John and. Uh, Tonto, hunt down Cavendish. I'm not going to go get into all of it. Yeah. This is a two and a half hour movie. So Very long. I'm going to keep this summary as short as, posh- as possible. But I mean, the main Some plot the element main... is that the Cavendish works for this guy who is raiding Indian lands of silver to do some kind of hostile takeover of the Transcontinental Railroad Company. Yeah, there's, That's a, pretty there's, much a, the there's a railroad thing. tycoon who you're supposed to think is a good guy, but turns out... He's a bad guy, and yeah, he's framing Comanche tribes for killing settlers because he he wants to take over this land because there's a bunch of silver in the land. Turns out he is Cavendish's brother, and the two of them had killed Tonto's entire family 
20 years ago or something. Right. That's why Tonto is hunting them. Uh, and then the Lone Ranger and he team up to get revenge because they killed their family members. There is a woman in the movie <laughs> who uh, has no part in anything. Yeah. Uh, the woman has a son. This is the widow and son of John's brother, so Dan. Simone's ranger's brother's widow and his nephew. Right. So they couldn't even spare us two women. We had to get one to be both. And also Helena Bonham Carter shows up as a cat house mama. Yeah, um, a madam. And also the, the, uh, the, the one whose leg got eaten by Cavendish at some point. So Which they me, had to remind us in a very on-the-nose way, like uh, make you think that that's what, yeah. figure out that's what happened. Yeah. And okay. also they gave no, absolutely no reason for what had, how that would have transpired. And why wouldn't he have just killed her? Yeah, he just ate her entire friggin' leg. Yeah. And then was like, And right, then just fine. left her yeah. like, ha, 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 gotcha, gotcha right. good. Uh, so the main reason for this podcast is to rate it in a few different categories that we have. So our four like categories... Like amount of cannibalism. What? Yeah. yeah. That's one of the categories. Yeah. Five, five stars for it's cannibalism. Zero up till this point. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> the first five-star cannibal movie that we've watched for faint praise. No. So we've got four categories, acting, visuals, structure, and entertainment value. And we can award up to five points in each category. And at the end, I'll add up all the points given between me and Eric. And whichever one gets the most points is considered the better movie. So starting off with acting. And I feel like we say this every time. I know. And maybe we should stop saying it. I'm going to say it again. But if it's what I think you're going to say. This, this, these, both of these movies were difficult to rate. They're incredibly difficult to rate. And yeah. this one in particular, I will say that there was a, the cast was full of co totally competent good actors who weren't necessarily doing a bad job so it's but every nothing works so it's really hard to tell individually everyone was fine so i've said this also for newer listeners eric and i consider a totally neutral average score to be three and we kind of add to it or subtract to it from there right. based like on things that go wrong. Like if you don't notice anything wrong with like chemistry, acting, or just general anything yeah. to do with casting. the casting, yeah. chemistry. And and I don't think casting was an issue in this movie. No, it Not wasn't. superb, but it wasn't a problem. Yeah. So, okay. So I hit it with a 1.5. Yeah, I gave it two. So I, it was a struggle. It was because hard because like I no said- No one did a bad yeah, job. Yeah, no one did a bad job, but- there was no chemistry between your two main characters. No, that, I was just going to say that. So None at all. There's a bad matchup. One point, one point off. But individually, neither role was necessarily miscast. Unless you get pissed off by the like red facing, which I don't care. It's just like, whatever. It's just kind of goofy. Yeah, that doesn't have I to don't do care with it. We're focusing level. on acting ability. Uh, I'm just talking not about necessarily if, if casting issue, if that really bothered you or right, something. Right, right. So we're not factoring in the controversy of, of that. We're just looking at acting ability. Johnny Depp did fine. He did what they hired him to do, which was his little, basically his John Sparrow, his Jack like Sparrow impersonation. Most of the characters did exactly what they were supposed to do in that role. It did feel surprisingly from a, uh, the standpoint of the actor is surprisingly low energy. But the movie wasn't necessarily... I mean, it was kind of meandering really badly. But, like, there were action scenes. But for some reason, the characters just felt like low energy. Well, the characters were extremely poorly, poorly written. But that is a structure yeah, thing. Yeah, that's not I'm something you can really to hold against the I'm actors. trying to separate out structure from acting. And that's what's so but difficult. But I think just because chemistry I alone... Yeah, it was hard. I gave it a two as well because it was no. There was something no, I did going, a 1.5. Yeah, okay, I yeah. gave it... But, I mean, that's fairly close. We're off Well, by because I also feel like... I don't think Army Hammer did a bad job, but I think for what they wanted his character to do, he was miscast. Yeah. They wrote him as a 
bumbling buffoon. He was supposed to be this like pacifist sort of sissy boy at the really beginning. Which is really annoying. So and this not is a total, very like this is total char- characterization problem. You're not I'm, even rooting for yeah, this character, right? Most I'm of not. The time. Tr- I'm really trying hard not to hold it against him. And they actually did this to him in Mirror Mirror. I was just going to say it was very why similar did to they the hire this guy to play the, for this buffoon. I know he's like the six foot four like he's super, all American male he's model looking dude. He's handsome. He's he's. I think he's bigger than 6'4". He's fucking gargantuan. Yeah, he's huge. He's he was much better slow. cast. He's his, much better cast. Like, his speech even sounds strange Yeah, almost. he's... So, as he talks, he sounds like he's covering up an accent, but this guy basically comes from, like, American royalty. He, uh... He comes like from a family... Of he's some comes kind. from a family of, like, oil barons and stuff. I think he was from the early perfectly cast for the, um... The Guy Ritchie movie, Uncle. I really liked him in He's Man from Uncle in that. as the big, the big Russian. Right. And he didn't do any comedy, but there was a little bit of comedy around him. Basically, like them, physical. Yeah, they like made fun of him for being so big, and they called him it, and they're like, "It's coming for us," and stuff. Right. So that's where he really worked. But they should not give him slapstick Bumbling stuff roles or, or funny lines because he doesn't really come across. I actually, I felt bad. For him again, yeah. watching this, which is really he's silly. Doing his damn it's really silly that I feel bad for this ridiculously handsome little rich boy <laughs> yeah, who's in a fucking Disney too. movie. Yeah, it's it, this is completely off topic, but another um, Timothy Oliphant also comes from American royalty. He's really? a fucking Vanderbilt. Is he? Yeah, yeah, he's Anderson Cooper's cousin. Um, That's funny. So anyway, some some people just have it all. I mean, Army Hammer kind of has it all, but I still right. feel bad for him, and that's how. That's how bad this character is. So I took another half point off for that. Nobody has any chemistry. This poor woman who is... She who barely just, has a role. Who is just the woman in it yeah. is... It's an embarrassing role. Uh, she, of course, had to say yes to it. And she did what she could with it. But she had nothing to do. No chemistry with anyone. It was uh, literally like a... Felt like the Lord of the Rings where they're just like, damn, we need, we forgot we need a female in here. And yeah, exactly. Stuck someone in they there. They wrote the whole movie and then they went, shit, who's he going to kiss? Like, you can't kiss Tonto. Then, yeah, because, I mean, like, they, they, she's probably in, like, three scenes with Army Hammer. Yeah. Like, she's barely in this movie. She really is. She she is at one point an object to save, I guess. Yeah. But even they, that is they just... set up where, like, He's all smitten with her, sort of, even though it's his brother's wife. But the, in their first meeting, they're like, oh, we stopped writing to each other eight years ago. Yeah. So they haven't even seen or like talked to each other in eight years. I don't even know if but he was supposed to of... know if he had a nephew. Right. I mean, he was, yeah, I don't know if he I don't think he was supposed to. I don't to think have. he was supposed yeah, to. Yeah, he kind of like looked surprised when he right. saw him. Uh And and you got to think, if she didn't write to him in eight years, this How kid was like six or, years yeah, old or yeah. something. Um, I think he's supposed to be older than that, but it doesn't matter. It's tough to tell. I can't tell with So anyways, acting though. I, yeah, I gave right. it two because yeah. it was really hard. Everything, it, it was definitely wrong. Mm-hmm. Something about the characters and the interactions and the it um, was just off. chemistry. It was just off. But the it was really time. hard. You couldn't blame it on any of the individual mm-hmm. actors. No. Because they, they were all people like Steven Root and all these other actors that are, you Barry know, small, Pepper. Barry Peppers, yeah. <laughs> who we'll talk about later. Yeah. <laughs> and, uh... I mean, we could bring it up now. We, uh, the... Okay, well, because there was this, ele- this, <laughs> this was when I was in college. Probably, I, was, I think I was in the dorm. So mm-hmm. this was 2002. We, we, we have an affection for Barry Peppers there because of one There was a story incident. that happened where he got, he was like, I don't know if it was at one of the parks or if it was in a lagoon somewhere or something. He got bit by a dolphin on the finger. And there's a hilarious picture because he's just holding up his one finger like in a smell my finger kind of motion. And the dolphin's out of the water like 70% biting his finger. And he's just going, oh. 
he has the most epic scream of pain right. and like he, anger. And anger, like, you motherfucking dolphin. on his like, face. I'm going to kill you. But the, that's not even the weirdest part. That's mm-hmm. funny. Years later, probably for the next, like, 10 years, maybe mm-hmm. 15 years, no one had else had heard about this other than Tony <laughs> yeah. and maybe my brother. And it was, like, scrubbed from the internet. It was one of those things that made me convinced I was living in a simulation and yeah. they changed something. It was like a Mandela effect. Right. Like, we have somehow been switched into a reality where, where Barry Pepper has no longer been bitten by a dolphin. <laughs> this was no... It was not on the internet. And then, in the, another weird thing where they realized that they fucked up the well, simulation. Eric, they fixed the glitch. Yeah, they fixed the glitch. So it will work itself out. Right. We looked... I was like, I can't find this thing. And I swear even... Like yesterday, you looked, I looked. You were looking this morning, and you told me I can't look. And I decide I, I usually have like a weird inability to find anything yeah, online. Yeah, much and so worse Eric at is having a conniption because he's like, I still can't find it. Not only Eric, was I you know. could not find the picture, I couldn't even find any reference to the incident, any article. <laughs> the incident. The incident. <laughs> and uh, well, it seems now it's like some supernatural thing. Yeah. But uh, yeah, so then Tony finds one, the lone picture, but it's just like... I just like, typed in Barry Pepper Dolphin. So find, we saved the picture now, <laughs> but if you type it in, it should come up. It was his, He posted it on Twitter a few years ago. Throwback Thursday, Maybe five yeah. years ago. Yeah. But I swear I've checked it in the last five years and it was not there. Yeah, it just... This is like Dark City up. and they're fucking with me. I'm telling you, they're they, changing they things fixed to the see. glitch. They, they saw that we saw... And then they knew we were going to talk about it. Right. And so they were like, oh, shit. We got we to gotta get this back Damn in Damn aliens or yeah, whatever. So whoever's running up, this Matrix So they made up the whole throwback Thursday thing just so Barry Pepper right. would put this picture of a dolphin biting and fix his their glitch and fix their glitch for them. So anyway, every time we see Barry Pepper, that's the only thing we can It also think. makes me think of Brian Pepper's. Oh, God. Just Google image search Brian Pepper's. That's all I'm going to say. <laughs> yeah, we'll, we'll leave that one to you. All right, so that's acting. So 1.5 and 2. Yes, now we can move on to visuals. Visuals is another weird one yeah. because like any of these Disney movies, stuff like settings, they use a lot of real location shots, mm-hmm. which... It's competent. It's competent. All the costumes are done. Most of the special effects are fairly well done. Some of the done. CG is pretty bad. There, there was, was a couple a point bad where, like, where like bison were running around a train and, and, and it the looked rabbits. horrible. We'll talk about the rabbits oh, in a second. Oh, shit. The rabbits, man. Yeah. I don't know if that's a visual or a structure. We'll talk about it on visual, that's just, but it also is an yeah. element of structure. So mm-hmm. that was bad. But overall, the problem with visuals was just decisions that they decide to make like oh we're on we're gonna have three train fight scenes and just like the stupid bird hat and then there's decisions of things that they do like that which not actually visual execution of the effect but the decision of what you want the movie to look like as a whole mixing slapstick in with what's actually pretty violent stuff going on right like cannibalism people getting their heart cut out and shot people getting like owned by trains yeah I was just gonna say in the opening train like innocent people yeah in the opening trains scene it's like it goes off the tracks and this guy is up it's not a telephone pole obviously but he's up on some pole maybe a telegraph yeah, it's a pole. telegraph pole and a yeah. train car like flies through the air and just obliterates him no it knocks it but they show it it knocks him off the pole and into the path of the train and it shows him get run over right. that shit is violent <laughs> yeah there's also a point where you see one of the bad guys basically tell an old woman he's going to cut her finger off to get to her ring because they're robbing all this train people there's while they're another at it. point where the lone ranger he's there are two guys threatening him with guns he only has you know one gun so he shoots one bullet and it ricochets around and it, this whole series of events it ends up knocking a pole over Which crushes their heads crushes their fucking heads and <laughs> yeah, it shows like their them. bodies it's true there's no blood yeah because they kept their pg-13 but i 
that would have traumatized me yeah, as a kid. Yeah, it could have. So it kind of reminded me. And they have me, seen, like memory scenes of like sli- tribes being slaughtered, mm-hmm. scenes of fa- what turns out to be fake Indians. Right. You know, made by Cavendish's men pretending, like slaughtering villages, talking about them, be slaughtering yeah. villages. So it's pretty, pretty dark for. And this is mixed in with scenes of, of people uh, getting bonked on the head and Army stuff like. Army Hammer getting his his hair run over with horse poop and stuff. Right. Like this is all mixed in. It is pretty. Like people bizarre. getting hit, almost literally getting hit, spinning around and going and falling yeah. over. <laughs> they might as well have the little Tweety birds yeah. above chugga, their chugga, head. Chugga, chugga, chugga. That's basically what Johnny Depp's stupid bird hat is. You know what's funny is that, that that whole thing was because the director looked at some picture and didn't realize that the bird was in the background, like flying behind him and thought that he was wearing a bird hat. Do you know like they were so fucking proud of that? Of they the were bird so head. proud of that. It was in the cover and everything. It, it was, was throughout the whole movie. It was no, a no, big I mean, feature of the movie. They were specifically proud of him seeing that painting and doing the whole thing based on the painting. They put it in the credits. Like they well, credited the painting. They credited the painting. They I don't probably remember. Forced him Honestly, to, like, as, as I was talking, it was like they probably had to credit the, the guy painting. who paid because once he admitted that they were they were probably like, oh shit, you used my material, right? Probably right. cost him exactly. like ten grand. So they credited the painting at the end of the movie. I I don't know why I watched the whole credits. Oh, I remember why I watched the whole credits. Uh, because Eric ran away as soon as he could from the movie, <laughs> and I am a glutton for punishment, so I stayed for the whole credits. And also, they run the credits over. Um, a scene of old man Tonto walking off into some like desert sunset sort of thing. He quit his job at the cir- at the yeah, fair, I guess playing I, himself yeah, at the fair. I yeah. guess. I guess he got away from the circus, and uh, and this whole thing is just him walking away in this really exaggerated, not at all convincing old man walk that he's An doing. Old man shuffle. Which actually that kind of factored into my acting score. Yeah. I was like, that was a really shitty old man walk that you did. Yeah. And you could have actually gotten an old man because his face wasn't even too yeah. you could have just gotten a real old man. Or a to secondary walk. second so, unit actor who yeah, can do an so old man. So it was shuffle. like a, like a five and a half minute scene of him just slowly old man walking away from the camera while the credits are over it. And I thought that maybe something was going to happen, so I watched the whole thing, and that's when I saw them like credit the painting. Like explain the rabbits? Yes, <laughs> yes. So okay. there was this one scene, and this was probably a third of the way into the movie, because it actually takes a long-ass time for things to kick off. Yeah. But the movie is really fucking long. It's yeah. 45 minutes in, and he's not even Lone Ranger yet. So this is yeah. basically right as he's been resurrected, he becomes the Lone Ranger. He, they're like in the desert still coming back out, and they're eating this, well, you see him cooking this rabbit. And all these other rabbits start coming up out of the desert. And Johnny Depp, like, pulls a piece of meat off. And you think he's about to eat it. But he throws it to the rabbits. And all of a sudden, the rabbits have fangs. And they go, <laughs> and yeah. they, they're all carnivorous. And they jump on the piece of meat. And it's like, yeah. we both, like, looked at each like, what the fuck? <laughs> it was one of the most bizarre things I've seen like, total in a non sequitur. Yeah, just out of nowhere. Yeah. Never explained. They have one other scene in the this very like end. like a fucking David Lynch, like, Yeah, visual. it just, at the very end, shows another rabbit bear its fangs. Yeah. But never mentioned of, like, the spirits of the desert or the, the, the Cavendish made the carnivorous mm-hmm. spirits come out or whatever. He's It's like nothing. Just yeah. angry kind of Monty Python rabbits show up out of nowhere. Right. For a 10-second scene. It is... 
It is insanity. Totally. It was like literally like. And after we got over our shock. Is this a ripple from them fixing the berry peppers yeah. part of the code? Okay, we'll give you your berry peppers dolphin finger biting picture <laughs> back, back. But forcing but it in has caused perturbations yeah. in the matrix. Or they had to distract us from the other glitches going right. on around with that. While they were doing the berry peppers fix. But the funny thing was we knew. We looked at each other and you said to me, I bet they're never going to explain that. I bet that's not going to come up again. Yeah, the I, only time it came up and again was like, the no last way. scene. And you were like, no way, they have to. How I, could they not? Well, I, didn't, they didn't I don't remember arguing, but it was, it's the last scene I mean, you were arguing, you were just being like, that would be ridiculous, because yeah. that's so fucking... You weren't saying that they would. I kind of was like, would. that would be ridiculous, and so I agree with you. And then like, they do show it one more time, and it just shows like the very end, a rabbit comes up and hisses at you with its big fangs. Yeah. And not only was that totally bizarre, non-sequitur, it looked like shit. No, it looked terrible. It, was, it looked like the... Um, the vampires from Priest are, is pretty much what it yeah. looked like. That yeah. sort of like long, slivery, maybe uneven so, fangs. Maybe like, somebody broke into Disney and, and like, just ha, ha, like, ha, added a yeah, weird scene. Yeah, yeah, maybe one of Can't, their animators I wish they would stick fired. to just adding dicks in the background, <laughs> like in Little Mermaid or Yeah, or, uh, don't make me question my Rangers. reality. Yeah. yeah, don't make me question the very fabric of time and space. I'd rather look at a dick than after trying to figure that <laughs> yeah, shit out. Carnivorous, like cannibal rabbit For no reason, on. never explained, never no. mentioned. This didn't have anything to do no. with anything. So to summarize, I don't think either of us gave our scores. I said 1.5. Exactly what I put. So it's 1.5 because it's not fun to look at. You've got this violent and all the choices are bizarre, yes. but visually, like sets, it's competent. Most the special look effects, nice. the costumes yeah. are all, all good. The sets do look nice. Uh, most of the action itself is well done and well filmed. And you could tell they were going for a Pirates of the Caribbean because I was thinking while it was going on that Pirates of the Caribbean is can be kind of violent and ugly. And you it was got fairly dirty, dark. Yeah, they were very dark for Disney and movies. Rotten teeth and, and they know, had yeah. like. But elements they, of crazy things happen. But they managed to keep the slapstick to a minimum and to work in... Basically, the only comedy was just very light comedy, just from the eccentric character or of Or incredibly Jack goofy stuff of like, I am a man of the law, and then, uh, hmm, hmm, and then like that thinking like he, that's gonna be funny that he's like this bumbling oaf. Oh, God. It was know? terrible. Yeah. Uh, okay, so... Who doesn't even like guns. Yeah, well, that's more of a structure thing, so that is a good segue. So right. let's start talking about structure. I, I hit it with a 0.5. I give it a one. I almost went zero. It was on really it. bad. I almost went zero, but I, I bumped it up to 0.5 because I think a zero is if you wanted to make this movie good, you couldn't use any of the existing elements. So the to only me, reason kind of I gave like it a one, unsalvageable. Right. The only reason yeah. I gave it a one is because, and I've mentioned this before, is that for the most part, the movie made sense. Yes, like there were still a lot of unexplained little things, but you didn't have trouble following what was yeah. going on. I you knew what point. was happening. Yeah, yeah. It was resolved. You didn't. You weren't left with any raging questions about the plot. Just about like what the fuck was up with those and rabbits, the, or why the general, would they choose to do this? The and general this. plot was fine. The railroad, Very straightforward, the railroad tycoon, kind of Western plot. Yeah, the railroad tycoon who wants to simultaneously fuck over the Indians and. Um, take over like settlers. Well, he lands. was only fucking over yeah. the Indians for selfish reasons. He didn't like really give a shit. Right, right. So the general plot was fine. They could have, they could have kept that. But I felt like one of the things they did wrong was they kind of. It's almost not entirely clear if things are supposed to be supernatural in it. So we, well, uh, they so obviously where, are. So they have to where, be. Yeah, and that I may have been why they added the rabbits is like to prove it because in the, the beginning, only really supernatural thing they do is his. His crow hat, though, does kind of, like, come to life sometimes. Well, it shows him with, like, a bird, but I don't know if that's supposed to be the same one. Yeah, it's tough to tell. But, I mean, so he's he, constantly he feeding presumably, this, like, he's pretending bird. to feed it. Yeah. 
He's like holding crumbs up to it. But mm-hmm. so when when Army Hammer is originally quote unquote killed along with the rest of his posse and his brother, and Tonto is digging all the graves, he goes over to he's like rooting through everyone's belongings and like quote unquote trading with them. Like he'll find a watch and give him a feather so he's not stealing or whatever. Yeah. And Army Hammer wakes up. He's like, oh, and he's like, oh shit, this guy's not dead yet. And he smashes him on the head with a rock. yes so that brings me okay so i'm like is he dead now was he not really dead and so he wasn't resurrected he just survived so let's talk about characters character development how it's written that you have perfectly uh set me up for the biggest (laughs) thing that bothered me in this movie which is that these two main characters hate each other they yeah. hate each other. They can't stand each other. I thought these guys were supposed to be like sidekicks and well, love each other. Well, they probably thought they were going to make a three movie, yeah. five so movie thing like, like the, a Pirates of the Caribbean. Throughout the entire course of this, they hate each other. Johnny Depp or Tonto kills the Lone Ranger. Yeah, yeah he the literally guy's kills alive. him. He got shot. He thought he was dead. He put him in the grave. Like Eric said, Lone Ranger sits up and he smashes him in the head with the rock and kills him. And then buries him. And then the him. horse brings him back to life. So they never, they they never come back and try to explain that one away that he just right. fucking murdered him. Later, there's a point that the Lone Ranger is completely willing to abandon Tonto and leave him to die. At one point, they both get buried up to their head in sand. No, he came back for him though. He came back because he didn't know his way. Oh right, yeah, he, he just leaves. He was gonna leave. The horse helps the Lone Ranger get out of the sand, but Johnny Depp is still in the sand, and the Lone Ranger gets on the horse and leaves. And then comes back and says, and like, uh, I don't know where the river bend or yeah, whatever. I don't know where find. the river is. I'm going to have to bring you. So these two guys hate each other enough to kill each other. Right. And this is supposed to be the heart of our movie right. and the, the characters that we supposedly care about. So that's the kind of writing that we're dealing and with. And the character itself, like the Tonto characters is whatever. It's mm-hmm. just, it's not great, but the Lone Ranger character is actually very annoying. Yeah. Very yeah. annoying. Very weak. Not um, relatable. You're not rooting for him. No. You're like, get this guy out of the fucking way. Yeah, because... So that something can happen. Yeah, for... Would you say the first hour and a half? I think... No, no. I know exactly when it happened. Because, like Eric said, there are three train fight scenes, which is so boring. They That is way too many train It's the train second fights. train fight scene it's it takes It's the second him. train fight. And we actually paused it to look at how long there was. Because I was like, we? this must be the last scene. Yeah, because we felt like that was the climax of the movie. It should have begun the resolution. Yeah. It really should have been. It it felt like it was about to begin the resolution of the mystery and the and plot. And there was like a legit everything. like 40 minutes left. Yeah, we paused 30, it. 30 to 40 it was minutes. unbelievable that there was... It was 40 minutes. Yeah, So 40 we're minutes. in a two and a half hour movie... We're talking an hour and 50 minutes yeah. that our main character will not shoot a gun. Uh, refuse- not only hasn't, but like yeah. actively has been refusing to. Hasn't done anything helpful. Yeah, he's, he's not done, effectively done anything. He has let Cavendish escape twice. Twice, at this yeah, point. because of his like ineptitude. Because he won't kill him. Like, I mean, and we're he talking- even won't even kill him after he knows that he cut out and ate his brother's heart. Yeah, he's like, I, well, we have to bring him to justice. justice. I yeah. care about the law. I just came from law school. And right. it's it's absolutely infuriating. And if I were Tonto, I would have murdered him with a rock also. Right, like, yeah. Uh, I was on Tonto's side on that one. So Tonto is a mostly reasonably relatable character, except he's supposed to be a little bit crazy. Which they um, don't really have that come across. Like, I mean, the only way that, they, that he comes across as like crazy is he calls... 
Cavendish a Wendigo yeah. because he uh, right. has been eating people. But there is ostensibly some supernatural things in there. So he's yeah. not crazy for that. Yeah. He's just crazy because he's dedicated to vengeance, I guess. I yeah. don't know. And uh, and so character... He's not really ever wrong about anything. Yeah. I, yeah. Uh, character motivations don't make sense. At one point, speaking of Barry Pepper... Um, oh, yeah, because I even wrote that down. They said, Barry Pepper's, quote, well, I guess I'll be a bad guy now. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, he just had a well, moment. Well, because what, literally what happens with his character, he is like a um, a captain of a, like a military yes, leader of yeah. some kind. I don't remember his rank. He is takes his troops to go wipe out some of the command or the Comanches because from what they know, from what they understand, the Comanches have violated a treaty and have been attacking villages, which... Uh, Cavendish made it look like that on purpose, so they could go into the the enemy, or the Comanche lands to get the silver. So he doesn't know. I mean, he thinks that they've been attacked, and he goes and attacks them. He finds out on the train from Army Hammer that that was the case, and he was like, "Does that mean I slaughtered all these innocent people?" And they were like, "Not if you believe us instead of him." And he's like, "You know what? I don't I, want to think that I that I slaughtered innocent people, so I'm just going to trust these guys instead." That's from, literally exactly from, what and happened. And from then on, he is pure villain. Right. He doesn't just like not yeah. arrest the guys. He he actually yeah. helps them like kill innocent people. And right. Stuff. Right. So it doesn't make any sense. And other, it wasn't needed. We already had two villains in this movie. Why did we? It need was a the third worst villain transformation since it, episode it three. Yeah. Is what I said. Yeah. Where, <laughs> where he's like, I just I think I'll kill some Jedi babies now. Yeah. <laughs> I guess I'll be bad now. I like. That. Yeah. And I wrote. Mm-hmm. useless main character unlikable yeah and also one of the main structural elements was the meandering length i don't think i've seen a movie so needlessly so long. needless or that could have benefited more from editing since yeah. the, i mean the hateful eight was one the only one that comes to mind is having oh i never saw it it's just i mean it was a good movie but it needed it literally could have taken an entire hour easily cut out of it and this movie's the same way yeah that's kind of why i don't like uh uh, Tarantino. That's kind Most, of his. I mean, he's been having the thing. Lucas effect now, where since he's famous, no one's going to no tell, gonna him tell no. him. He's he's going to get his way when he needs an editor. Mm-hmm. And like the Hateful Eight could have been a really good. I don't want to get into too much of other movie, but it could have been a really good hour and a half movie. Instead, it was an, a completely unnecessarily almost three hour movie. Yeah. But oh. this movie was. They could have. They had no reason to do the flashback story with the kid. That nope. could have been eliminated. Nope. That's probably the what, entire 10, fifteen minutes right there. At least the yeah. entire final quote-unquote climax could have happened at the second train scene instead Everything of the third after the second which train is at scene the quarry whatever yeah they, and then they get way too detailed with the main villain who is played by um uh tom wilkinson yeah there's no his motivations yeah, yeah. are irrelevant who cares yeah. they have this whole backstory but they with get him. really into it we're right. like how he's gonna take over the railroad company no 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 yeah man. and i didn't we do the math that. on we that but they that. had like he supposedly does the plot to make everyone think that the Indians are attacking so that he can go in and get the silver that they discovered years ago on mm-hmm. Indian lands, which is supposedly he got $65 million worth of silver. Or whatever. He's filthy rich now. He yeah. uses that to like buy controlling share in the radio, but I'm like, I, I, don't rem- I don't know the actual conversion off the top of my head, but I'm assuming that would be worth possibly billions of dollars in today's dollars. It's At least be. hundreds and hundreds of millions. It's got to be billions. It's got to be billions. It's got to be billions. So like, who, why does the, the element of him trying to hostily take over the railroad, why does it even matter? It doesn't. It has it makes nothing no, to do with it anything. It makes no difference. They could have literally taken the last I mean, he has one line, that he, a throwaway line about how the railroad is the future and whoever controls it is going to be like, if you're yeah. going to have billionaire, like you can figure out how to control everything else. This like, could have and should have been an hour and a half movie. Hour and a half movie. The only reason it wasn't, I guarantee you, when they saw how much money they spent on it, they were like, we have to try to make this as epic as possible right. to justify spending 
250 million or whatever. I'll look up the actual yeah. number in a couple minutes. So it's, it's, it so, was double ending scenes, basically, yeah. like two climactic scenes. It is completely bizarre that they looked at the final cut of this movie and turned it in that way. Uh, also, yeah. another thing that was shoehorned in, I, I wanted to go ahead and say this exchange because it made no sense. And out of context right now, it will make just as much sense as, as in it context. In movie. <laughs> it was a shoehorned in love scene. At one point, so as Eric said, we barely ever even saw the woman and Army Hammer in the same screen. At Probably one point, three or four times. Yeah, at one point she each. gets kidnapped for some reason. It's not important. Army Hammer gets on the train. He throws her out of the train, but like Silver is waiting there. So she lands on Silver and goes galloping off. Later, he also jumps out of the train and lands on Silver. And they have this exchange. <laughs> He lands on the horse. She's on the horse backwards, by the way. Because right. uh, so I guess, I guess they're, facing, they're, they're each facing each other. He lands on the horse. She slaps him. He says, wrong brother. She says, not today. And then and they, they kiss. kiss. It, what? Yeah, we're like, what? I mean, I, <laughs> I, assuming they were having her slap him because he basically told Cavendish, go ahead and let her go, knowing that Silver was there to catch her. That's the only thing I can think of. It doesn't make it makes sense. no sense. He the, saved her life, right. and she slaps him. And then the wrong brother thing yeah, didn't and then make any kiss, sense. And it's like, what? I don't understand what just happened. The, the whole thing is completely nonsensical. And I wrote it down verbatim because I was like, how? That should have been a reshoot. Some, yeah. They should have reshot that scene. They should have neutered this movie with reshoots. They should. They, yeah. <laughs> yeah, this movie's problem Speaking is it doesn't feel neutered weird by dialogue, there were a couple things that were very reminiscent of other movies. One almost a direct ripoff. Like, literally oh, yeah, a direct yeah. ripoff. So the first one, which is, I don't consider this a ripoff because it was different enough. It just made me think of it. Mm -hmm. Where they're, they're robbing the train and this preacher stands up and is like, please stop this violence. And they just yeah. blast him in the leg. It definitely made me think of Blazing Saddles where he's like, I implore you to stop this violence and do what the good book says. And they just blow the Bible out of his hands. And he's like, son, you're on your <laughs> yeah. own. And then the one that was a direct, direct ripoff rip was uh, main villain Cavendish is it's it's before one of the train fights and i guess one of the uh chinese railroad one, yeah workers yeah one of the chinese railroad uppity. workers is uh trying to argue with him about something and he shoots the guy and then as he's pointing the gun he goes anyone else want to negotiate which I'm is like, a oh come total on man. like Some they should be able to sue from yeah, fifth element yeah that put that in the credits so identical <laughs> anyone else want to negotiate <laughs> right. line courtesy of fifth element and paint like hat courtesy <laughs> yeah. of painting it's like this guy's yeah, like exactly. ripping off everyone okay we have talked a long time about this so let's quickly move well, just, on to okay i wanted to one mention more one more thing <laughs> this is a this well just is, to show yeah. you how like on the nose everything is so the uh, Helena Bonham Carter's character has this like weird ivory fake leg that everyone's like all horny for for some reason. Doesn't but make any sense. It's just a fucking she, you, fake she leg. She says something about hating Cavendish and like what he took from me. Okay, we get it. He mm -hmm. took your leg. Yeah. And then um, she sits down at the end and is like to get him back for what he did to me and like sits down, props her leg up right next to a picture of her like posing as a ballerina, a giant picture, life-size picture of her posing as a ballerina, like doing a pirouette with both legs. That they zoom in on and hold And we're like, for we got seconds. it, guys. Yeah, we Thanks. fucking get it. She has a fake leg. Yeah. He must have taken her leg. Speaking Thanks of, a lot for shoving it down my throat. Speaking of on the nose, but this one makes even less sense. Well, that one at least makes sense. This one makes no it sense. It makes sense. It was her just character. Like, I'm not retarded. That made no sense. Her character name is red harrington which why are they referencing a red herring 
And she's not a red herring. There are no red herrings. I think in it's this just movie. a joke. Like they wanted to make it a red something and make a play on words. It doesn't make any sense. It doesn't though. make any sense. I think it's just yeah. them trying to make a play on word name. Yeah. And that, and it reminds me of other movie reviewers that I listen to have made jokes about like and the character named Red Herring comes in and was like, Well, why don't you use Red Harrington? That's a right. good one. Uh all right. So our last our last category for Lone Ranger is entertainment value. So what did you I put it a one. I did a point five. Yeah. So and like I said, I'm, I'm as long as for a first time viewing, at least hope like you at least knew what was happening for the most. Other than these bizarre little scenes, as far, as far as the plot goes, you knew it was happening. So it was really boring and too long. It was. I will but say they could. It could certainly have been worse. Yes. If um. It could know, have been as, more boring and everything. Right. It, it, it could have been more boring. It kept my attention reasonably yeah. well until that when we when we paused it and saw forty minutes. That was fairly dev- devastating. Right, but until that point, quite, I yeah. hadn't been like, "Oh my god!" I was just like noticing all the things that were wrong with it, but yeah. not really like aching to leave. And it wasn't quite an Ender's Game level. No. Like we didn't get up and start doing chores. But I had to think after after we stopped this movie. I hated this movie. It, it was, was terrible. terrible. It was. I, I think I said it was probably the worst movie we've seen since either Ender's Game or Suicide Squad in yes. terms of. Like so, just how bad it is. Right, right. So before we started the podcast, we watched Suicide Squad. Couldn't imagine a a big budget movie being worse than it. Saw Ender's Game. Couldn't imagine a big budget movie being worse than that. Lone Ranger is not worse than Ender's Game. No, I had to put a lot of thought into it. It's funny because when you're coming out of it, you're just like. But in raw, oh, in raw like, entertainment value, it's probably worse than Suicide Squad because oh, yes, yes. Suicide Squad is distinctly more nonsensical like mm-hmm. you really have no idea what's going on in some parts which yeah. th- this movie doesn't suffer from that it's much more competently made when it comes to just filmmaking yeah not storytelling but filmmaking but it's it's more boring and, and annoying yes because at least suicide squad's like all right you get margot robbie's ass you get some action some nonsense flying around colors whatever yeah but this movie is just lame and yeah and yeah. kind of annoying the characters are really annoying and it's kind of for nobody it's one of those movies it's who, like, like well, who is this a kid to? can't watch it because not a young I mean, kid I mean, anyway they could watch it but it's probably too violent for children yeah uh and, and this wasn't some and sort, as an adult you're not going to care this about wasn't a franchise that has like a huge like a harry potter or lord of the rings where there's a big fan group waiting around and no. if there was they would have fucking hated anyway because yes. the character is so limp dick and annoying yeah yeah so, so like Eric said, as we were turning it off, no redeeming qualities on yeah, this one. Nothing. All right. So, Hard pass. So, yeah. So running down the scores, I gave it one and a half, one and a half, point five, point five you for a total more, of four. You were I harsher, was harsher on it than yeah. me. You I gave it a two, one and a half, one and one. So 5.5? 5. 5. 5.5. So a total of 9.5. I will say I am supremely uninterested in the uh, Old West You, you already genre. have a anti-boner for westerns i do i do you know how I, I think a lot of people who care about films you have your you have your genres that you really like and then you have the genres that they have to be the best example of that it has genre. to be tombstone for it you really, to like a western it really does <laughs> the only western i've ever liked has been tombstone it is so good it transcends the right. fact that it's a western and then i can watch it i even don't you know like unforgiven i need stuff. to try unforgiven again the last time i saw unforgiven i was probably 15 and a oh, half you like quickly down under too though don't you that was okay yeah, okay. it's not. It's not. Okay. Yeah, it's not one that I want to watch. That one is that that one does it the right way. I would say for. It's yeah. also so fairly unique as a western. You it know? is. I don't even think of it, and it's got the Australian aspect to it too. So it feels a little bit less. 
like a Western. Mm-hmm. Maybe it's just more interesting, interesting because it's like different groups of people. Exactly. I just, the Cowboys and Indians, like shoot them up Westerns is so boring to me. So that's what you're seeing in these scores is me like just. It certainly did nothing to overcome no, your dislike of the genre. Absolutely not. All right. Moving on to the next movie that we both probably hated, I would assume. <laughs> uh, Wild Wild West. Now I will say. I saw this movie before, but only when it came out in theaters. So this was, what, 99? Yes. So I was 15. Yeah. So it had I, been since then. I had not seen it since then. I never saw it because, as, as previously stated, I do not like Westerns. And wasn't there kind of a sense not- that it was going to be bad? I, I feel like I that don't know. Seems- I don't think so. I mean, like, it's different because back then you didn't have, like, the internet kind of yeah. buzz, scuttlebutt that yeah. could happen ahead of time. You didn't. They were, that really didn't exist. Okay, so maybe I'm just I, all. Maybe, all that really happened was you got there was this big budget, same guy that did Men in Black, Will Smith. Like yeah. I think most people were kind of like, ooh, this good. You know, they super advertising. They'd have like Wild Wild West Skittles, Wild Wild West, yeah. butt wipes, whatever. Oh, like, and then he had the, yeah the, the Wild song. Wild West song. Yeah, he made yeah. his own rap. So wicka, wicka. Yeah. you know, you have a huge buzz going up to it. I I was too young to really have known if there was any sort of like general mood about the movie Mm -hmm. beforehand all right well i never saw it same as i had never seen lone ranger before i mean i just avoid these kind of movies so maybe it's a little bit unfair for me to be judging them but them's the breaks uh okay so this one is a simpler plot i think i'll get through this one a little bit faster it's also just Uh, a shorter movie it is it is thank god almost an hour shorter it's it's an an hour hour and 45 45 minutes minutes. so about 45 minutes shorter. yeah and that was you know what that was a good length i don't have any i don't have any complaints about that most movies have no business being longer than that. You, can you really get have to what have you a need reason. Done in an hour and unless you have minutes. source material or a story like Lord of the Rings or something that really takes a long time to get through. Right. It's rare that movies that long needed to be that long. Right. So Will Smith plays Jim West, who is a, a former captain of the U.S. Army. He teams up with Artemis Gordon, who is played by Kevin Kline, who is a U.S. Marshal, and they team up to catch a former Confederate scientist, played by. Uh, Kenneth Branagh named Dr. Loveless, who is legless. And Loveless has this master plan to break up the U.S. into the into various territories and sell them back to the countries that well, they he came wasn't, from. Yeah, he was basically getting... The reason he was breaking it up was because he was getting funding from the other countries. So he was saying, when I take over, you can have these back if you yeah, want. Yeah, yeah. Obviously, was, he would have preferred to take over the He just wanted to thing. fuck over the Union. He was mad about the Civil War. He wanted to fuck over the Union. getting his legs blown off. And yeah, so selling selling the territories back to the countries they came from, like Britain and France and Mexico, etc. And uh, so, so uh, Will Smith and Kevin Klein team up to to stop him. Along the way, they pick up Salma Hayek, who plays Rita, who is, um, tr- who is following Loveless because he's captured her uh, father or husband, depending on what part of the movie you're in and what she feels like saying at the time, <laughs> who was captured by Loveless because he's the scientist who is going to help him make his big giant spider creature and stuff. And uh, also, President Grant is there, who's played by Kevin Klein. Also. Yeah. And I think the only reason they did that is because they wanted to make him look like a master of disguise. Yes. So the easiest way to make him look exactly like the president was have him play the, also play that yes. character. Yes. So it's a much more concise, simpler plot. They right. catch they catch Loveless. Uh, good guys win. So let's... Uh, let's Actually, before we get into it, I think the most interesting aspect of this movie... Is that producer guy? Is the producer guy. And I, <laughs> I don't remember say, his name. If, if you, no, you told yeah, me about this. I had not heard If you are listening to a this. movie podcast, you probably already know this because you might be That's enough why. of a film buff. But for those of you who aren't in the know, here is a fun fact about 
the executive producer of Wild Wild West. His name is John Peters, and he is a fucking weird big spider fetish. So he tried for years to get big spiders put into other blockbuster movies. Yeah, that like you he was said producing. that basically every movie he's producing be like, hey, can we work in a big spider? And yeah. they're like, no. And the big example is uh, Superman Returns because I guess, so I guess the, the reason anybody knows this is because Kevin Smith was a writer, an original writer on Superman Returns. I never Returns. saw Superman Returns. The Kevin Smith script did not make it into production, right. but as he was writing it, this guy, John Peters, was like, I, I will only accept it if you put a giant spider. <laughs> I think Kevin Smith even went ahead and did it, but then the studio was just like, holy shit, no. So I think there was another series of movies that he tried doing this, and finally he got his hooks into this one, and they did the giant spider Well, form. Superman Returns was after Wild Wild West, so he didn't get his fill. Oh, I think this must have been a... This must have been a... Um, a, a previous old script. You're right. The okay. Superman Returns was after. Actually, give me a second. I'm gonna. I've got it up. We're talking about the Brandon Ruth one, right? Yes. Yeah, that was certainly after. No, Wild, but this Wild was West. a. Okay, uh, I can't find it right now. But you're right. Superman Returns was a few years after Wild Wild West. At so least this I'm must, fairly certain. So this I'm not must have been an positive, early, but... early working script that just never got made. And I don't even think this guy was actually a part of Superman Returns in the end because he, he couldn't get his big spiders. Yeah. So he, he uh, didn't want to do it. So they were like, I guess we'll make the mechanical thing a big ass spider. We'll make the bad guy live in Spider Canyon and have a spider logo. And, it <laughs> and this guy makes, can jerk off to his heart's it content. It makes <laughs> no sense. It is totally bizarre. It has no bearing on the story. It just is like, it just happened. And it's ridiculous that this guy's weird fetish Basically sunk this movie. I, would I mean, say. I don't know. This movie had a lot going on. Yeah, but I think it. it's I think it's indicative of what was going on behind the scenes and the fact that like they, they, they would just let that happen. Yeah. Like, okay, we'll just make it a big spider. But someone then. didn't have strong creative vision for what they wanted yeah. to make for this, so they let this this crazy person they have his weird spider fixation so weird. run the movie, and it's it's basically how the movie begins and how the movie ends, yeah. and it's the bad guy's main. And you see, multi you see multiple scenes with the mechanical spider and a few scenes with the real spiders, too. Yeah. So this guy hopefully has enough spank material for the next few years. Oh, oh my God. <laughs> uh, so, <laughs> so getting Such a bizarre <laughs> How do people like that have a bunch of money and we are not millionaires? Yeah, yeah. Also, watching these two movies in quick succession, we did not watch them in the same day because that there well, are not enough hours in the day. Consecutive days. But in the, in the same week... It actually kind of made me wonder, how do good movies ever get made? Because yeah. you've got so many crazy people out there. And this guy executive produced like dozens of movies. And also we saw that the writers of Wild Wild West had also written the original Predator, which is fucking amazing. Yeah. And the director did Men in Black, which isn't amazing. But it's but good. It's a good, it's a good fun, movie. solid yeah. movie. I watched it a few years ago. It doesn't hold up all that great. It's very dated, like 90s feel. Which it is. Obviously, this one is too bad. Mm -hmm. And this one especially, they tried to kind of enhance that Will Smithiness. Yeah. And put some stank I'm, on it, so I'm, to speak. I'm glad you said that, because I actually put somewhere in my notes that this is kind of a relic of the times. Right. <laughs> like, yeah, it's a time machine of, of what they really thought people liked about Will Smith movies. Yeah, yeah. They thought that this was going to be like the seminal Will Smith vehicle. Right. And it was kind of the beginning of, 
I don't want to say yeah. the end or the downfall. I, would say, but I wouldn't say it's his Pluto Nash, but yeah, it's yeah. <laughs> it was the first crack in the seams. Yeah, like, realizing uh, that he you can't just put him in anything, right? And have it because then what was next was probably a like Hancock or something. And no, 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 Hancock was a few years later. Uh, what was next for him was I think Bagger Vance was pretty soon after that. But actually. That, I mean, that was not that was just something that no one was interested in. It wasn't like. He, it hurt his reputation, really, mm. as far as I know. Uh, so after that was Legend of Bagger Vance, Ali, Men and in Black Ali, 2, though, Bad Boys really 2. Liked. So and I Bad think, Boys 2 it was well-received. Yeah. At least in certain circles. Yeah, iRobot, um, Hitch, Pursuit of Happiness, I Am Legend. So you can kind of see him get Going a little back bit and less. Forth, yeah. Like, yeah, he'll have his Will Smith roles, but, like, I Am Legend isn't a, you know. But iRobot sort of was. yeah. Yeah, I haven't. Oh shit! Man, I have not seen iRobot in so long. But I feel like, and this is a good segue to certainly Ali wasn't. Yeah, I think that didn't he get like a not Oscar nomination for that or something? I know the movie. I think did. I'm not sure. I don't. I, I don't know. Anyways. Yeah, uh, I, I don't think he got, he didn't get No, he Oscar didn't. I know it. he didn't. Maybe he got nominated I just because they were like, oh, it's a biopic and right. we have to nominate every biopic. Or maybe it was just a movie. I don't remember. Or maybe neither. Who knows? Right. But I think you can see him tired of this persona a little bit. That's movie. why he goes for these like pursuit of happiness and what was the recent one he of, did? Uh, collateral beauty. Oh, oh I didn't my even god! Know. The idea of that seems so no, damn that's stupid. No, that's a notoriously uh, hilariously bad, just steaming pile of garbage <laughs> yeah. of a movie. Uh, just so he can cry and act or something. Yeah, I don't yeah. Know. I can cry too. Right. Um, and like after Earth and stuff. Oh yeah, yeah. God. So I think Wild Wild West is the first time that you see him. Getting a little bit bored with his Will Smithiness. You know what? It'd be interesting to look when he got into Scientology and see if that coincides with his movies. I don't movies. know that he's actually out as a Scientologist. I thought so, it was fairly well known. Well, was, I mean, it's like everyone knows Earth it. And, everyone knows it. Right, but it, I'm saying but, if you could find out when he got involved somehow and see if that coincides with when he starts doing terribly. Maybe, possibly. I'll, I'll, I'll probably look it up after this. But I, I actually think he's not totally out as a Scientologist, so that information might not okay. be... Available. Easy to find, yeah. Yeah, like everyone knows it, especially anyone who's seen After Earth. And right. If you fucking look at him talk, he talks like yeah. a Scientologist. Just that forced positivity, Intensity, weird. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, super intensely positive And right. it just, it's, it, it's you know, weird cult Anyways. Thing sort of thing. So I, um, yeah, I think we're going to be a lot different. Well, I don't know. You we'll think see. so? We'll see. We'll you see. think we're going to be different on this one? I don't know. So for acting. Again, this was very difficult for me because it's terrible but yeah. i really it's the <laughs> the characters and the dialogue and the situations are all so bad it's hard to imagine like putting anyone else in there and having it necessarily being better but i still kind of savaged him on it because i did one and a half i gave it one and a half too yeah so again chemistry non-existent no chemistry no with chemistry Will Smith and, and certainly Kevin between Salma Hayek and, and either, either of, of them. them, there was no chemistry. Yeah. So she's saving herself for me, obviously. Kenneth <laughs> Sure. <laughs> <laughs> Kenneth Branagh. I hated I that mean, character. The you would so much he over. Took, he took scenery chewing to a different level. Right. He the, the He's way scenery his, raped. <laughs> yeah, the way his face contorted. Right, he was, when he was, talking, he was actually trying to chew his literally words. chew his scenery. His fake beard could barely stay on. He was chewing this scenery so hard, <laughs> his face muscles were trying to rip the beard off. I also think Kevin Klein was very overacting, but yeah. again, that character was so ridiculous yeah. and just and w- but that's one of the things I wrote down. It's more structure and everything, but. 
this movie was so much more childish and cartoony than I remember. Yeah, I was yeah. 15 when I watched it and didn't remember being impressed by it, but I didn't remember being disgusted by it. But it was so cheesy and cartoony. But yeah. we'll stick with the acting. Yeah, it was kind of it was kind of amazing. So Will Smith is coming in and doing like a second-rate bad boys character. Like he basically it was I bad think, boys mixed with it, Men in Black. Was it like of. Mike Lowry? Was that his name in Bad yeah, Boys? Mike Lowry. Yeah. <laughs> I'm Mike Lowry. It's the only reason I remember <laughs> yeah. what it is. Uh, so he's basically doing like a slightly bored version of that. And, no, uh, to, to be fair, though, I did say that I think he was still trying at this point. I think he was still trying, but I think he was a little exasperated. He didn't want to be it. doing it that exaggerated, I think. Yeah, and it didn't fit no, in was, the movie. Obviously, it doesn't Kevin fit Klein with the... fit a little bit better in what they were the trying to right. do in the movie. But it was still so over the top. Yeah, poor Salma Hayek. I was going to say, she seemed like she was... Kind of trying. She was too feisty for yeah, the role. Exactly. That role. This is more of a. This is a character thing. So it's not factoring into my acting. Should have been like a more acting. demure, kind of out of yeah, it woman. That role was was an inept woman who needed to be saved. She fucked up their mission at one point. She just right. freaked out and she knocked all of them out with like this sleeping gas that Artemis By had on the train. Of. And with Salma Hayek in that role, she's so feisty and she's so like and also she hadn't been scared or anything up to that point no no she that was sort was, of more angry it even. was horrendously contrived and having right. her in that role i actually thought that maybe it was part of a plan that she had like i i that thought she, she was in on I it thought or she something might have, not in on it but i thought maybe she had like a triple double cross sort of thing right. worked out i knew that she was going like to be a good guy get in and then f- sort of save him yeah then... yeah something like that because i went no this character couldn't do that because having right. her in it because she's usually so capable and she is feisty in this, but her character is completely inept and just gets in the way and is just like a reason. She's just carting some boobs and a butt around. That's basically <laughs> all she's doing yeah. in this movie. So that's all I wanted to say about acting. We both did one and one a half. One and a half. Okay. What'd you say about visuals? This was weird because for the most part, I hated every element of the visuals in this movie. <laughs> yeah. But the, the aforementioned boobs and ass yeah, getting carted yeah. around is very important. I'm a huge... Yeah. Su- the the conduit for boobs young and ass. Young Salma Hayek fan. And there was a lot of, plenty of bodices. Yeah, Eric is... Er, Salma Hayek is one of Eric's favorites. Yeah. So, Especially young Salma Hayek. So, we've, so, so, so far in our episodes, we've had a Hemsworth quotient. We've had an Oliphant factor. Would you say this is the... Uh, the Hayek modifier, yeah, maybe? Someday, I, possibly. Yeah, yeah. So I can't think of a good... Yeah, yeah. we're going to go with the Hayek modifier. Yeah. So tell me what that your... That sounds like some physics thing. Yeah, so tell me what, this, what Hayek, your modifier uh, what's, is uh, What's the word for a... Not a constant, the Hayek constant or something like yeah. that. It sounds like some weird how to calculate light speed or yeah. something. So, so first of all, overall, I gave it a 1.5. Okay, so your modifier is probably point, a half. A it was a half. Yeah, I was going to give one. it a one. I was going to give it a one. Yeah. I couldn't justify giving it a whole point because she's not in the movie very much. No. If and she was in the throughout the movie, maybe wearing a little less clothing because <laughs> it's it is like old west style. You yeah. see plenty of cleavage and everything. Yeah. But uh, well, yeah, this is no corsets. from dusk till dawn. It's not. Right. Yeah. I mean, she. But she's in that almost none at all. She's in it for like three minutes. Okay. But she's like mostly naked in Well, it, she's right? in a bikini. Oh, okay. So, right, but fine. still, that's more skin than yeah. in this. Sure. Okay, no, that makes sense. Uh, because she, I know you probably don't care about this, but part of that 90s element is her fucking hair looks like junior prom $15 hairstyle <laughs> yeah. that you get from your grandma's barber. Yeah. Like, it looks horrible in this movie. And but I also, think they were going with like the Old West 
Yeah, big but it just was ugly. Kind of thing. It was just ugly and cheap yeah. looking. You know what's interesting though, and I I like that they weren't trying to hide the fact that she's super short. Yeah. I think also Kevin Klein and yeah. Will Smith are both tall, but she looked especially short in this she movie. Was I know, teeny, which teeny, I was like, teeny, oh, yeah. yay. No, I looked it up. Uh, Kevin Klein's 6'2", and she's 5'2". And he's and Will Smith is 6 or 6'1"? I actually didn't look up I think Will Smith he's because over six it was feet it was tall. only I when think he's she, it was only when she was standing next to Kevin Klein that I was just like oh my god well she was sitting god, in between him at some so point small. or he like there was one point where he actually like helps her down and all of a sudden she's like Pump, and yeah. she's like right at his maybe that's when stomach. I noticed I just went Jesus how, t- yeah. how small is she I knew she, she was five one or five two or something yeah but. yeah she's a she's a small lady so also in the visual section uh, every costume looks like a Halloween costume right everything's. And I mean, I was going to say that about overall, the movie mm-hmm. is too cheap, clean, yeah. and like, um, they have this whole like steampunk thing going on where everything looks brand new, really high tech in a steampunk way. Everything in the costume and the train, everything's spotless and flawless, and it just looks shitty. Plenty of shitty special effects. There was one scene where an, an exceptionally bad green screen of them like walking through the desert. I was actually wondering if that was like an homage to the old show. It was so bad. It was so it bad. Purposeful. It may have been a, like a yeah. like a callback. And they did it twice. Maybe. So I think it might have been. An it might have been, it doesn't but, make it. But again, this is something at. that doesn't yeah. have modern fans like running around. No one's gonna mm-hmm. know that they're doing that. No. Unless you're like 65 years old and you're like, oh, I watched it, and you're gonna hate this fucking movie. No, no. If you did like the old show. Yeah, you're not gonna like the butt flap in Selma Hayek's PJs. Who's not gonna it? like the butt flap in Selma Hayek's PJs? A 70 year old woman. <laughs> Probably. Oh well, yeah, seventy-year-old I guess, women. I guess I guess seventy-year-olds can be lesbians too. Yeah. But uh, no, no, no. I mean, for the most part, yeah, you're right. A senior citizen is not going to like this movie because it's slapstick. But it also cartoon. reminded me. I wrote down: Is everything filmed in Monument Valley? Yeah, because <laughs> both, both of these, both of these, every western has scenes in Monument Valley. Mm-hmm. But it was funny to watch them like ride horses across an area and be like, "I have camped." 10 feet to the right of this shot. <laughs> There's literally a building 10 feet to the right of this shot. Of this yeah. Shot. But because that's remove. what reminded me, I forgot to mention this in the other movie. I swore they said it, took, it was taking place in North Texas. I thought so too. But everything was either in New Mexico or like Southern Utah, like Monument Valley and in Arizona. I don't think any of that filming was actually done in Texas. They have yeah. all like the canyons and like the Pueblo villages and the monuments. I don't think there's any uh, stuff like that in Texas, but maybe I'm wrong. I will take your word for it. I've never been. All right, but uh, back to this movie. Uh, yeah, Bad yeah. green screen. I, very shitty cartoony. These... Not shitty costumes. They're very intricate, but Chintzy. they're- Chintzy and overly, like I said, overly perfect. They don't have any, like, everything's flawless, spotless, shiny metal, brand new. They reminded me of the Leg Avenue costumes that get sold everywhere around uh, Halloween. And they'll be like, sexy Marie Antoinette. And it'll just be like the bodice, but then it's like little... Like tutu skirt, a couple thing. layers of frilly things at the yeah, bottom. Yeah, that's how Loveless is. He had like these three women who were his henchmen, and they just dressed like that. At one point, right. one of them was in like a Viking co- or something Some weird costume, shit, and it yeah. kind of reminded me of Kung Fury. It was just, <laughs> it was really, it was just ugly. Yeah, so. over the top. Yeah. So you, and, so you said one point five. Yeah, because nothing, right? none of the visuals were, and the special effects are bad. Everything's yeah. goofy and just yeah. Did the you, spider thing is stupid. Mm-hmm. Did you say 1.5 for acting? Yeah. Okay. So one and I would have said a one for visuals, but mm-hmm. yeah. I can appreciate Salma Hayek, young Salma oh, Hayek and, in a uh, bodice. Should we, should we put in an extra modifier corset. for 
the shot of Harry Ballsack. Yes, I swear <laughs> you see like a shadow of balls. I'm like, is this PG-13? Like, did we get a director's cut? Yeah, so it starts with uh, Will Smith trying to have sex in a water tower. And of course, like the water tower falls over. So he gets up and has to like face. And you see it from the back guys. as he and stands it up. And up. I swear you could see hair on yeah, that Yeah, like shit. a Harry Ballsack. Yeah, yeah, just weird. I wasn't about to freeze frame it and find out, but. No, I should have I should have done some some research right. before coming you in here. You should Google that right now. Can you see Will? Do it. We'll pause it. Can you see Will Smith's balls in Wild Wild West? Okay. This is the type of thing that the people want to hear. In this scene from Wild Wild West, Will Smith's penis and balls <laughs> on Reddit. So goofs I guess and, so. Goofs and bloopers is a. That's not a goof. That's really obvious. Yeah. Will Smith's no balls clause. Was it like a banana hammock? That you see from the back. I'm scared to click on any of these. This is kind of a new computer. Your search history is already borked, probably. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Well, let's just. Other people are looking for this information. We can put it in the show <laughs> notes, maybe. Someone yeah. find out for us. Yeah, yeah. If those are his actual balls, or if he got a bald stunt double, or if they got a specifically or maybe hairy. Maybe weren't hairy enough. Yeah, like yeah. they had a specifically hairy designed like banana hammock. Yeah. So it's not. They're covered, but you still yeah, see hairs. Yeah, they gave him a merkin. So then like, it doesn't uh, affect the ranking or the ratings because you're like, no, no, that's fake hair. Yeah. <laughs> on a speedo sure sure okay American. so uh what'd you give it for structure a one yeah i gave it a one also because yeah. it's just again these two main characters hate each other it's very straightforward in terms of plot nothing really confusing there yeah the plot is pretty simple which i appreciated i, I right. didn't i don't need but a for lot me, from it dialogue was terrible jokes oh, jokes man. were terrible almost every single um, joke was just a the overall story while straightforward was stupid yeah and uh i already i already touched on the fact that that selma hyatt character is just inept for no reason it yeah. doesn't add anything she no. could have helped out and a tro and the movie is atrociously cartoony yeah like people getting bomb literally like we're much worse than in the lone ranger we mentioned which had a weird yeah. dichotomy between that right like like dark stuff and, and this one and like cartoony. so when it gets to the big like fight scene that takes place on the giant walking spider that loveless has um, almost everyone in his entourage dies by being pushed off of the spider, except the one time that Will Smith gets pushed off of the spider, he totally survives. He's fine. He just wakes up a couple hours later. Yeah, like, he falls and lands. Yeah, so stuff like that. That's like okay, it's gonna a kill. guy who he's fighting who has a big metal head and who all of a sudden dies from electrocution for. We have oh, no idea. Yeah. I, we may have missed something, but all of a sudden he just starts sparking and is done for. And we're like, what just And I happened? looked over at Eric was like, did somebody do that? And I'm like, I, I don't was know. I was expecting uh, Gordon to come, like, walk up behind him and have had, like, a lightning rod or something that got him. But no, he just all of a sudden started the sparking. The only part of the dialogue that I even, that I liked, and I forgot, <laughs> I remember part of this. I remember when they were talking about Salma Hayek. And he does like a Freudian slip and says, she's a, a breath of fresh ass. And he's like, what yeah. do you say? And he's like, I said, she's a breast of fresh air. <laughs> and I remember that part, but I didn't remember after that when Will Smith is like, all right, well, let's get some shut ass. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. We, so we that was both, funny. They got one chuckled. funny line. Yeah, there was a nice exchange of, with, right. the, with ass and breast puns. Uh, I will say, I was not necessarily taken off guard, but there were so many like racial slurs and jokes and a big part of the character interactions in this movie is uh, 
like almost lynching Will right. Smith for being black and Loveless. Everything that Loveless says to him is a well, racial no, they had, slur. They had, you didn't catch it. They were, he would say a leg joke yes, and, they I, would, yeah, and he I, would I say a it. black joke. And I got it. They it would was do just, back and forth. It was, it was like really, in Scary Movie too, where he's like, that's a great, why don't you give me a hand? And he's like, why don't you give me a standing ovation? Because yeah. the guy was in the wheelchair and the guy with the shriveled hand. Very similar to that, but it was with being black and being crippled. So. Yeah, but it was just kind of weird that they tried to do this like, oh, it's totally okay during this time frame that a black man's going to be in this position of authority. All but that's going yeah. to happen is some people are going to make some some weird jokes And occasionally him. try to hang and him. It's, yeah, and it's kind of <laughs> like, eh, you kind of have to do it one way or the other. Right. It would have been fine if you just put it in there. And just ignored pretend, it. Yeah, yeah. Completely ignored it. Or because if you, if you recognize the fact that that was yeah. the attitude, he's not going to be an army like a respected army captain that's, or something. That's exactly what weirded me out about it. Is I'm like, what's with this half-ass recognition a of the movie racial like tension? That, just ignore it. Just make it yeah. Will Smith. It's a fucking no one, cartoon. No one mentions it. Yeah, it's a cartoon. No one cares. Whatever. Yeah, exactly. So I was just like, man, they're really they're really hitting this one hard. Whereas they should have just completely ignored it. Uh, also. This is the three main characters are all like different ages. Like Kevin Klein is twenty years older than Will Smith and Salma, and Salma Hayek. Hayek is probably fairly young at that point. Yeah, and Salma Hayek, the guy that turns out to be her husband, she had been saying he was her father. He's like thirty years older than her. There was no reason yeah, for she, that. Well, she just was trying to get them to help her without yeah, knowing because like they would be like, "Oh, you're married." Yeah, but they but they could have cast all that reminded they me of cast someone the same age as her, that, and then she was like, "It's my brother." And that ending is um. Okay, so the ending where she finally meets him is like, it's actually my husband. It reminded me of Hot Shots 2 and Mr. Bean is her husband. Yeah. I don't know why. It's just funny. I don't remember that. I've only seen Hot Shots 2 maybe a couple times, so I don't have and a lot of... Like, he always was an asshole. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, he now... He falls off the cliff trying to take their yeah, picture. Yeah, yeah. Now I remember. Now I remember. Okay, so final category, entertainment. What'd you give it? one i gave it a one it was also. boring it was boring but it was and short so enough. cartoony and goofy yeah it went pretty quickly um i i found at the end of this i found myself struggling over which one i would watch again between that and the lone ranger because like ranger this one was so long it, that's that was a deal breaker probably but yeah. this one was so annoying to me like i was really really shocked at how cartoony it was yeah and you guys may remember from my i think it was mirror mirror one that like the, yeah. these days the kid stuff i have no tolerance for that yeah and this was just so goofy and like oh hey it's bouncing and boinking oh, and yeah. goofy flying and right. like oh my god yeah so you did one and a half one and a half one one, one. one. so that's one two three four five yeah so i actually gave it a half point lower than because it was much less competently made as a movie, I would say, that in terms of the filmmaking elements, not necessarily the story. Yeah, and I... And visually, it looked a lot a lot worse. I did one and a half, then all ones. So I did four and a half. So I did a half point higher than Lone Ranger. You did a half point lower. That's interesting. I actually would guess that that's a factor of you having seen Wild Wild West before. I wonder. Or just being more sensitive well, there's than There's a half I point am. Salma Hayek quotient, too. Oh, yeah, yeah. So you so. basically... So we would have given Wild Wild West the same if score. If it was some random chick in that role instead of Selma Hayek. So I guess that just means that I hated The Lone Ranger more than you did. I think I was really affected by the think, two and well, a half hour runtime. I was too, Lone but I think Ranger. just the, the Western thing would account for that half point or whatever we oh, gave. Oh, but look at this. We have only our second ever tie. So we... so. In total, both of these movies got nine and a half points oh, from us. Oh, because we each gave one lower and yeah, the other higher? Yeah, and I think that's fair. These that movies is. are as bad as it each other. It just depends on what elements are going to piss you off. Right. Because they each are bad and for different reasons. Right. 
So it depends on what's your what was really going to bother you more. But obviously, we don't recommend either of them. No, no, they're terrible. They're they're bizarrely bad. It's, yeah, it's a uh, surprisingly. It's bad. it's funny because sometimes I'm amazed that movies this bad get made, but then sometimes I'm amazed that good movies ever get made. Especially, like when I'm watching Fargo, I'm like, with these, how did all of this come together? Right. Especially with these movies that it is hard to nail down exactly all the things that are wrong with it. Right. Then it's then you think start thinking, what does it take to... It's kind of like an uncanny value yeah. thing. We're looking at like a robot face. You're like, I can tell this is fucked up and ugly looking, yeah. but I wouldn't know exactly what to do to it to yeah. make it look like a real face. It looks like Grand Moff Tarkin, movies, but I don't want right. it here. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I don't want it looking at <laughs> yeah. me. Whereas some movies are the equivalent of like a face with a big boil on it yeah. where you're like all we have to do is just cut off the fucking thing yeah. and it would be fine or a person with a big schnoz or something and you're like i can tell exactly what's wrong with you right some movies have an obvious flaw that you could fix these are just a, yeah just a mess no just everything went wrong right. with them from the casting to the writing to the visual decisions to the producers coming in and making you act out their weird sexual fetish uh, right. just uh, <laughs> just totally the pander- so pandering that didn't work out, which is what I think Lone Ranger probably was. I would definitely guess Lone Ranger was just a blatant attempt to do another Pirates of the Caribbean. Yeah, I think they said, we got the team back together. Let's go make a billion dollars. All we need is a script. And then they're like, no. And they're like, well, the other one was something that everyone kind of knew about but didn't really have any story, the Pirates of the Caribbean. So we'll do the same thing with Lone Ranger. Yeah. and they Like just- everyone knows of it, but no one really knows that much about it and they just did it all wrong so in the end they uh, didn't make it fun that was the main problem with that movie it wasn't fun and the main problem with wild wild west is that it was the equivalent of like old duplos and sitting down in a room trying to play with them like the giant legos that there's like four plugs on each one like it's just not entertaining unless you're just like like looking at weird things happening or unless you love giant spiders yeah. I can see if you're especially enthralled by weird steampunky stuff, maybe you'll like the visuals. But they weren't even done well. No. Not even, not at all. I guarantee you there are better examples of it in other movies. Oh, like I can't think of it. When you watch a movie bat. like watch that. Sucker Punch. If you really need like steampunk stuff yeah, and you don't care about movies, a story. And I can't think yeah. off the top of my head. But I mean, Sucker Punch is fucking terrible. It's terrible. So don't I call watch it Sucky punch. punch because of how bad it was <laughs> yeah, when we so, watched it. So don't watch that. Don't watch at these. At least it has a couple hot chicks in it, but... Mm-hmm. I watch Wild Wild West, and the only thing I can think of is like you can see when while they're making this movie, they have the Burger King toys already in their mind yeah. for what they're gonna make. Of like, oh, the thing that shoots the saw discs. Oh, oh the little tank. Oh, oh, we got the spider. Oh my you god. You know what I mean? Stuff like that. Yeah, yeah. The little gun that was in the like wallet right. thing. Yeah. Or a little notebook that pops open. We can give you a notebook for. Yeah. Or a spy glasses that could read the. The green words on the paper, some crap like that. Yeah. Actually, I'm gonna have to go look. I've maybe I'm actually remembering <laughs> and not just making this up. Maybe you got some of the like Happy Meal <laughs> from Burger King. Oh, Burger King's on Happy Meal. They have kids meal. Was this specifically Burger King? I'm getting that image for some reason. Oh man, I'll have to Google that. Okay, yeah. After the show. All right. So in the end, neither one of these ones wins. These are both. Just go watch the first these, ten minutes yeah. of From Dusk Till Dawn if you want to see Young Salma Hayek. Yeah. And then. Yeah, don't watch either of these movies. Yeah, and that is going to do it for us this week. Uh, if you need to get in contact with us, our email address is faintpraisepodcast at gmail.com. Send nudes. Uh, send some Salma Hayek pictures. <laughs> yeah, exactly. uh, <laughs> we can't find our copy of From Dust Till Dawn. And I don't know if it's on Send us the Barry Peppers images for posterity. <laughs> yeah. so Someone them. has to save yeah. these. <laughs> Must be passed on. Yeah. All right, uh, again, thank you for listening, and hopefully you'll join us next week. Bye.